Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Doe's Nose. This episode's being brought to you in part by Hurley, Kona Boys, Kona Coffee and Tea, Maverick Sport Fishing, GoPro on it, and Green Energy Drink. This stuff's so legit. They're based out of Oahu, and their mission is to help support healthy and active lifestyles with their organic and kick-ass beverage. Green Superfood Brew is the go-to beverage for surfers, divers, hunters, pretty much anyone who lives an action-packed lifestyle. This certified organic brew contains powerful green tea to give you a natural boost, hydrated coconut water to keep you going strong, and kale to keep your body loaded up with all the phytonutrients you need. They have four different flavors. The original flavor, they have lychee, um, guava, and pineapple. This stuff is super, super badass. What else is badass is if you go to their website and you punch in promo code DOZENOSE, you get 25% off. That's 25% off of anything and everything that they have in their website. So go check them out at drinkgreenenergy.org and use the promo code DOZENOSE and get 25% off. Don't forget, you guys can find me on all social media, such as Dozer Dave on Instagram, Dozer Dose Podcast on Instagram, uh, Dozer Dave Barnett on Facebook, Dozer Dose Podcast on Facebook, Dozer Dave Knows on Twitter, and Dozenose.com, where you can get a more in-depth look at our guests and links to our sponsors and all the killer, crazy good deals that they have to offer. Um... Also, if you want to be a sponsor of this podcast, man, hit me up. Send me a uh, email at uh, dozenosepodcastkona.gmail.com or at gmail.com. That's dozenosepodcastkona at gmail.com. Um, yeah, and we'll get you all set up and dialed in. Uh, it's a pretty good way to get uh, your product out. To all the masses, there's a lot of people that listen to this podcast. It's been kicking ass big time. Speaking of kicking ass, is my guest this week. He is he is like Hawaiian underground. He's bluesy. He's rock. He's uh, soul. He's um, Hawaiian is Hawaiian esque as well. And he he takes all these killer songs. He twists them into his own fashion. He is a badass over here, and he's he's literally uh, getting his name all over the place. His name is Tavana McMore. I love this guy with all my heart. I want to see him succeed massively. And um, so, yeah, let's give a big shout out to Tavana. Savannah, welcome to Dell's Nose, bro. Thanks for having me. Dude, we <laughs> are at the most beautiful little resort right here in downtown Kona. And uh, 
it's it's freaking beautiful. We're sitting outside on this glorious Kailua Bay here, and it's like the most beautiful day ever. It's magical, man. Majestic and magical. Light little breeze going on. The water is just fucking stupid. I wish there were some waves we could surf after yeah. this, you know, but... Um, no, it's the Royal Kona Resort, so if anybody ever comes here, it's freaking magical. All I wish that was that we had some fucking Mai Tais or something right here right now. We're like on the backside of the restaurant. Um, I'm sure we could probably freaking find somebody to get us some, and we'll put them on Leon's. Leon's <laughs> put them on bill. Leon's bill. That's right. <laughs> oh, yeah, he doesn't care. He's so high most of the time anyway. <laughs> He'd just be smiling. Oh, yeah. I love him. I love him. He is the man. (laughs) He's one of my favorite people on the planet. I just, dude, I see that guy. I just, I I love him so much. Such good energy, man. Like, you just see him. He just lights up a room. His big old smile. He's just, like, super funny, super fun to hang out with. Like, down to earth. Yeah, man. Yeah, he is. He is. And, And to see him last night, you know, I always see him. You know, whether he's playing for Ben Harper or he's backing up Jack or G-Love or any of the guys, um, he's just boom, 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 slapping that freaking bass, just having so much freaking fun. But you never see him sing. I didn't know he sang. Right. You know? Yeah, he writes music, man. He writes good music. He's got a lot of he's got a lot of material, man. And yeah. it's, uh, it, you know, I'm honored to be able to sit there and play with him. It's like, wow, exactly, dude. I had no idea myself until maybe like, you know, few months ago when he started showing me this stuff i'm like wow man this yeah. is great you know yeah, he did a song he did he wrote like 25 years ago dude the whole crowd was just pumping yeah it was pumping they were so stoked exactly and you dude oh my god your slack key guitar is stupid Oh, right on. It man. is, and and I love that Western style. Yeah, I don't know what's that. You know, a local boy, you know, born and raised in Hawaii, but I don't know. I just have this. Yeah. You know what? My grandpa, my grandpa was from uh, my mom's dad, who I never met. He died when she was like nine, something like that. Uh-huh. He was from Georgia, and really? he was a, he was like a fiddle player in a bluegrass band. I never met the dude, but I you think like there's part some kind Indian of or something over. in you too. Yeah, I think he was a little bit of Cherokee, possibly. You know, so, but yeah. If I go like this, that means come back up to the microphone. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> nice. But no, dude, it, it was ridiculous. Have you seen that new show on the Paramount channel? It's called Yellowstone. It's got uh, Kevin Costner, no. and they're like on a ranch in uh, Montana. And same type of music. Like, you could totally do the soundtrack just playing your slack key for that whole TV show. Dude, it's I actually so rad. would love to do that someday. That would be amazing. I'm always hearing that stuff, you know. I'm being like, that guy's got the cushion, the job, man. He's in his, you know, he's in his little room in his house, and he's just like, yeah. you know, probably just burning and just writing some music for some 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 shows. You get the check in the mail. <laughs> exactly. That's and, a sweet. And gig. those guys make a killing. That's a sweet gig, man. Just the people that come up with the little tunes for commercials. Yep. You know the little sound bites and. Yep. Twinkies, da, 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 you know, um, yeah, they make a total, total killing, man. I, I could totally do that. I they know. say I've, I have a good voice for like voiceovers. 
Yeah. You know, for like Disney films and stuff like Do you that. Like some animated characters? Oh, I would totally do that because yeah. I'm freaking animated as, as it is, <laughs> man. But, you know, I, I've got like, uh, hey, 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 boo boo, let's go get another picnic basket. <laughs> you know, stuff like that. But that's as good as I go. Oh, I don't know anybody in that industry, but they, they definitely make a freaking killing. Yeah, I know. So. I- you never know. That's why I'm putting it out there, universe. Yes. Bring it on to me. Give me the commercials. G- me- no, dude, you're way better than that. <laughs> okay, because you, this is how I see you. I see you on bigger stages than what you are. Like, what? what's the biggest stage that you've played? You, I'm sure you played some festivals. And, and it was probably biggest stage. I, did, I got to open up for, oh, God, oh my God, I'm going to forget his name right now. I don't even know who it was. Was it local here? Was oh, it? Oh, it was a... He's pretty. He's large dude. He played the Blaisdell Arena, so that was a big one. Really, you know, Blaisdell is pretty huge, but that was at home still. You know, that Rolling was Stones. Uh, no, never opened up for those guys. But I got to. I got to. Oh, Eddie Vedder called me up. That was another big stage. Eddie's that was nice. Man. He's the man. He's one of the sweetest guys on the planet. Sweet too. man. I yes, love Eddie, dude. So down to earth. So cool. Yeah. So nice to talk to. You yeah. Know, intelligent. Like. Awesome dude. Yeah, I've had some really, really good times with him, and he's uh, now he's got his Ohana festival. That would be really good for you to I go play at. Just recently, that that's happening. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, we got to call Eddie and say, "Hey, dude, yeah. what's up, bro?" I don't have his number anymore, so I do. It's yeah. right here. I'll, I'll, I'll <laughs> share it with you. Get me over there. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, how'd you get started, bro? Oh, man, I started out, like, you know... High school, just playing? Yep, bringing my guitar everywhere. You know, I was that kid in high school that brought my guitar to school. Uh-huh. Uh, played it on re- in recess. And, you know, fell in love with the guitar, like, 13. or lessons? Self-taught. Self-taught for the first, like, five years. And then I went to, like, a music... Um, I went to Musicians Institute in Hollywood. Oh, wow. I went to stay there when I was, like, 18 for, like, a year. I did the p- guitar program. Another half a year in the... Uh, recording you know institution and then and then uh yeah then i didn't really like staying in la so i came back to hawaii it was like oh my god this place is weirding me out i was getting weird you know i I came home and i was like hanging out with my family i was like bro what Uh, oh yeah like oh yeah (laughs) there i am what you know yeah then you gotta put on a wetsuit if you want to go surfing (laughs) i I didn't even touch the water out there yeah it's i went to the beach but yeah it's cold but yeah, so then that, and you know, and then I just started gigging, man. I played like little Chili's gig. I was waiting tables at Chili's. I played over there in like wow. 2000, and then I got a little coffee shop gig, and then yeah, I'm pretty much since 2000, I quit. Chili's was my last job. Really, it was like my 13th and last job in my life. I was 20 years old, and I just went 100 percent music, and I've been doing that 18 years. So. Yeah, wow. since then, man. And it's been good to me. I mean, I had some really rough times. I lived in the mountains. I fucking, you know, drove a VW bus across the country. I did a lot of crazy shit. Yeah. But all in all, it's kept me alive. And, you know, now it's feeding my kids. So, yeah. I'm fucking stoked, you know. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah. How many kids you got? I got two boys at home. Nice. Yeah, five and ten years old. Are they learning how to play? Yes, for sure. Yeah. You know, they've had it around their, them their whole lives. Um, I don't push it on them or anything. Just when they want to jam, right? Jam, you know, right? right. Yeah. How'd you uh, start learning how to play slack key? When did you pick that? Oh, uh, the slide guitar. Yeah. Oh, slide. Yeah, yeah, man. That okay. So that's a funny story, actually. I um, it was about gosh, it was like 2012, I think, and 
was, it, was, it was raining. My girl's car window broke. Uh-huh. And so it was like one of those situations where you had to prop up the window with a piece of wood, right, in order for it to not slide right. down and people are going to rip you off or whatever, right? So I had to fashion this piece of wood. So I'm like, I use this kitchen serrated knife and I'm trying to saw through it in the rain, trying to fix it last minute so we can lock the car. Uh-huh. And it slips out and I slice my thumb blasted straight open i thought i sliced it off but i just went through the tendon and a little bit of bone doctor was like the surgeon was like okay so you can't bend your thumb for like three months wow and i'm like okay that's fucking death sentence i'm yeah how am i gonna gonna do how am i gonna pay my rent you know got four hour gigs to play you know what am i gonna do so i ended up just taking an old acoustic guitar and just um like putting like slicing credit cards up and raising the nut Ah. on the strings up to make it like a lap steel. Right. And I just went to the gig and just tuned it to like an open G and just like played blues versions of everything I played. It was just like all one, four, five. Every song sounded the same. It sounded like crap, you know, right. but like I, I kept the gigs. I paid my rent and, and then I fell out. in love with the slide and I ended up buying a real one. And then, yeah, that was that, you know, and then I was, I was hooked. I was like, man, ended up, ended up really connecting with that, that, the, that way of playing the guitar in a way that like, just really, I don't know, man, it just like lit up a certain part of me, you know? Yeah. And now it's like, I still, all these years later, really look forward to picking it up every set, you know, for the songs that I get to pick it up. There was one song you did last night. It was the second song of the set. Um, I don't know what the name of the song is. Yeah, Tumble Down. God damn, that thing was so rad. When you started that, I was like, oh my God. This is a sound I could totally listen to every day, all day long. It was so good. And you have this, you have this deep freaking, it's not, it's not raspy, but it has a little bit of rasp to it in your voice, you know, and just strong and powerful, dude. And it goes so good with that slide guitar. I got to tell you, dude, I am a humongous fan. Right on, man. Yeah. It's killer. I mean, dude, I'm, I'm just like kind of figuring this all out as I go. And the cool thing is, is like every time I get a new instrument, I get to like throw it in there. Uh-huh. Just the way that I have it set up now, it's like I can. Yeah, do you're it. like a one man band. Yeah, it's like I don't really have to answer to anybody. You know, I can start the song, stop the song. I can slow it down, speed it up, whatever I want to do. You know, it's pretty fun. So. That's nice, but I also love getting to jam like last night with Leon. Like right. getting because I have been playing solo and the one man band thing so long. When I do get to like get there with somebody, sit there, look them in the eye, you know, the energy's there. We're playing together. That now it really fills me up. I feel really great after a show like that. You know? I know you two were so good together. You were just complimenting each other the whole time, and then watching you guys just getting ready. You know, you, you know when to end a song. Yeah. You know, you know when to transition into the next point. You know, and right, and just doing that because we don't we don't really rehearse me and him. It's just we're friends, and we wanted to do this together. But that shows you how talented you guys are as musicians that you're able to just read each other. Right. Without without any words being said. Right. After a certain amount of time playing music around with people, there's like this hidden language, you know? Yeah. And it's great, like, being able to get up with somebody knowing you don't know what the hell is going to happen. And I'm sure you've played with... comfortable with it. Yeah. And I'm know? sure you played with some amazing people. People like Willie Kay. Yeah. Oh, uh, I'm sure the list is 
freaking huge. Man. Yeah, it's been getting bigger and bigger, man. And I'm, I, you know, I, it does never cease to amaze me, man, where I find myself. Like this morning with you on the, in this beautiful right? scene, man. Oh, we're, like, we're just having fun here, so. dude. Yeah, this really is- though, my life's been just nothing but good to me, dude. Like I can't even can't even express how grateful I am about all that, man. It's like you too. It sounds like you telling me stories. Holy shit. People you know, man. Well, those knows. <laughs> Speaking of that, on the on the way here, I got a phone call from one of my friends, and I told him I was about to do a podcast with you, and uh, he was like, no fucking way. Dude, you got to tell him I said hi, and he starts telling me all this kind of stuff, and it's Matt Miola. Oh, dude, Matt. Matt is amazing, dude. <laughs> and oh, if you guys God. don't remember Matt, Matt's one of the best aerialist pro surfers on the freaking planet smokes man his whole family is talented exactly his mom's a sweetheart she's amazing uh such a strong woman so so killer to hang out with nancy lily you know his sister is just like such a beautiful soothing voice like and she's she's just been trained by willie nelson i know you know hanging with lucas and willie and just that whole crew is just steven tyler blowing up like yeah and then steven's there that's just such a cool place to grow up you know (laughs) i know (laughs) maui's the place man i know they got big waves they've got killer musicians beautiful beaches and deer yeah axes deer i'm a bow hunter yeah and matt matt's all about it matt's oh yeah hunter yeah oh yeah Yeah. we hunt together all the time so you know what i've never been hunting really can you believe that it's it's crazy but i've never been hunting i have a lot of friends who's super into it and just never has happened they hook you up with meat oh yeah exactly yeah the axis deer is the best friggin' meat on the planet so i told Matt, i was like look hey you know i want you to hook this little weekend trip up for us so we can go to this one ranch because he's got the connections wow so he's like hell yeah i'm totally down let's do it speaking of that like last night brother nolan was right did you see him he's a big hunter man oh yeah he's the man he's like hawaiian survival master dude oh yeah tracker everything he's i thought he was gonna get up on stage with you i asked him i i I always make sure to ask first i don't you know yeah it's like sometimes people are just off and they don't want to and it was a good thing i asked he was just chilling he wanted to just hang out and watch you know yeah he's such a cool cat seriously such a cool cat i really look up to him in a big way man you know local boy just heart of gold been through everything you know yeah not jaded you know yeah still loving life oh yeah awesome i'm sure you've had some pretty rough times on the road as well too oh man yeah just this self-made tours (laughs) (laughs) but you're 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 like on oahu you're slammed yeah all the time it's been good lately it's been really good man i mean you've got what tavana tuesdays yeah that was going on for a while we took a pause on that for a little bit uh hawaiian brian's was resituating their schedule yeah um and but so now we're doing more like a little more specialty shows, like, you know, once a month or once every other month, I'll come in and do it. Like, the last one we did was Tavana Electric, quote-unquote, right. which was me getting on an electric guitar after five years, you know, standing up and doing my, like, three-piece Jimi Hendrix kind of thing, you know? Yeah. Which was a lot of fun. I didn't get to got to do that for a while, so that was really killer well we'll do shows like me and i'll have like leon and john cruz or paul love john cruz yeah whoever's available jam yeah you know yeah there's been some super magical jams in 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 those nights man oh yeah 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 paula fuga man she is just another amazeballs one i know right there man and she's got a hell of a story too man her life's been 
that needs to be a book, man. Yeah, it's unreal. Yeah. Have you? Um, do you ever get to play with Anuhea? Yeah, actually, we jammed. Uh, she lives at, right here. Yeah, she's out this way. We jammed a few months back at Queen Kapilani Hotel. She was there doing a Blue Note show and stopped in and jammed with me at my set over there. Oh, nice. She's a sweetheart. We we actually met oh, long ago when she first did South by Southwest, and I was living in Austin at the time. And she came out with the Green, uh-huh. and they were touring together. And then we did South by Southwest together. Had like a Hawaii showcase, right? A little place over there. Yeah, and then since then she just went, you know, to the stratosphere. Oh, dude, she's huge <laughs> all over the mainland, anywhere she goes, and she has such a beautiful voice. Yeah. But what most people don't know is she's a really freaking good rapper. Oh yeah, she just yeah. busts that dude, shit out, bro. Flow, man. <laughs> it's like, whoa, where'd that come from, man? <laughs> and she's such a sweetheart, you know. She goes out there and she meets everyone, and she's just super, super loving. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, she's totally amazing. But um, you know, one of the things I love about your music is, uh, you know, you do a lot of covers. You know, yeah. you have your own material. But you do a lot of covers, and you do these covers that you don't even know it's a cover coming, and then all of a sudden you catch some of the words because you've made it so your own. Yeah. It's so rad. is what happens when you have the history of having to do cover gigs. Right. You know, playing in Waikiki for 10 years for tourists. You got, you you know, playing for hours. You got a place that they know. But at the same time, you know, you don't want to, you know, die of boredom right. <laughs> every night. <laughs> so I just ended up saying, screw it, I'm going to do this how would make how, the way I want to do it. You know what I mean? I just change the songs. like, And then on top of that, sometimes that'll happen because I just can't sing as high as those people. Right. So I'm like, you know what, how am I going to make this so I can do it my way? I can, I don't have to six nights a week you know stressing myself out right well you have you know we talked about this last night one of my favorite artists ever um is chris cornell and you have a lot of similarities to him you know not just your look but your style your your type of voice um that's saying a lot man he's like my one of my big heroes you know to me he's like the best rock vocalist ever 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 i agree 100 percent, man there's nobody that could come close to him and uh but yeah you you have a lot of similarities to him and that's awesome and i really like that one i told you last night the song i want to see you sing and totally make it your own on the slide guitar is like a stone that audio slave song yeah you told me last night that song is amazing man i love that song oh yeah it's you know chris is like his writing is so it walks the line of like making you feel like life is wonderful and, and and this sort of darkness at the same time you yeah. know what i mean it's just like in this center point you know and it's just like a super sweet spot you know yeah well even he nailed that with the song black black cold sun oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> you're just like what huh <laughs> i always wondered what he thought about that song you knew him you yeah because I mean, i'm sure he had to sing it so much and all that you know so much yeah all those songs oh but he had so many like his his concerts would his solo shows would go three and a half hours long, you yeah, know. Acoustic gigs, those yeah. things he, that he was doing, yeah, three and a half hours long. You know, he do thirty something songs. Wow, man! You know, and, and you got to figure each song. He he's also a storyteller. Yeah. You know, each song's going. 
you know, four to seven minutes long, you know, um, and then he's doing storytelling in between all of that. And yeah, he's just such an amazing, it was, the shows were amazing. And you know, storytelling in and of itself is a whole nother craft. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's like what, what I've been getting into, you know, like my first half of my career was me just like closing my eyes through my whole set. Right. You know? Right. Like I would just get like baked or whatever and just close my eyes and be in my own world and say, screw it, you know, I'm in my own music thing or whatever, yeah. you know? And then yeah. I realized later, I was like, wait a minute, there's there's an audience here, you know what I mean? And I need to connect with these guys, you know? Well, you know, I think the perfect place to learn how to do that is the Blue Note. That's exactly one of the biggest changes in my career was when i got to play at a blue note right and it was like you must do that yeah you know you, you come a little closer to the mic you, you have to do that in the blue note it's like you know playing at kelly o'neill's or some irish pub there's people on their phones they're doing whatever in the blue note you have a, it's a lounge audience it's a lounge sitting and you know people are sitting at tables they're not getting out to dance it doesn't matter who you are exactly um, they're sitting there enjoying the show so you better know how to interact with that audience. Um, we, we know we did that the first time with uh, G Love and Jack Johnson and Citizen Cope, and and these guys were like, oh, 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 okay, how do we work this? You know. Mm-hmm. Um, but you guys being so talented, you guys were able to pick it up pretty quick. But yeah, it's that's the perfect place to it really is. learn how to do that. Yeah, that was that was I was like after my first Blue Note show, I gave myself a little pat on the back because I like had finally come out of my shell and talked to the audience, tell some stories, and it went well. You know what I mean? It was like it was like a personal victory, you know. And then since then, it's been a lot easier. That's the thing. It's like people don't realize like speaking is really tough. Yeah, compared to even playing music, like, and then speaking in front of it's one thing like you and I sitting right here, right. just having a chat, but uh, in front of you know five hundred people. It's a whole different story. It becomes physical at that point. Yeah. You know? It starts to take over your body. You, you got to learn to make them laugh, right. make them smile, make them feel sorry for you, bring out some of the good, some of the bad. Exactly. And, uh, yeah. Like I said, it's an art, man. You know, guys like Chris Cornell and Eddie Vedder. Eddie Vedder's great at it. He's really yeah, good at it. Really good at it. Yeah. I mean, John Cruz, he's great at it. Willie Kay's pretty yeah. damn good at it, too, man. These yeah. guys, they've been gigging forever, you know? Yeah. It's like... Every situation you can imagine, they've been doing it, you know? I think MTV helped out with that when they started the Unplugged series. Oh, yeah. You know? For sure. Everything was all acoustic, and then, you know, you had to start telling stories, man. Man, you know, the Unplugged albums are always, like, some of my favorite albums. Like, Nirvana, uh, you know... Pearl Jam. Pearl Jam's was a killer. Uh, Alice in Chains was a killer. Lane Staley was like, oh, my oh God. man, I mean, it was like gut-wrenching seeing him, Yeah, but it was just one of the best ones, dude. Yeah. Like, uh, it, it, you know, for me, you know, it, it, I think grunge was always like, you know, one of the best sounds. Me too, you man. You know, that whole, that whole time of grunge music, and they were the ones that really brought in that whole storytelling, exactly. you know, that unplugged and mm-hmm. just even though they're just thrash rocking to be able to bring that down to that that softer edge totally you man know, was, i never got I to go to any of those shows but uh <laughs> oh i see dude you are yeah. <laughs> oh, i never so. got to go to those any of those MTV unplugged shows yeah I mean, but uh, god i wish i could have 
Dude, you seriously got chickens? Yeah, I did on that. that. You know, you hit it on the you hit a nail on the head. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's it was pretty a pretty amazing time, and uh, thank God we still got a lot of those guys going. You know, um, we've lost we've lost some soldiers, man, and it no. sucks. You know, and it's like being all the way growing up all the way out here. You know, while all of that was going on, yeah. You know, I had this like early on. It was like. Always had this thing like, oh, I always missed like the, the catalyst or the the thing, you know, like the grunge era in Seattle. Blah, 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 yeah. All that was probably so cool. I wish I was there yeah. during that time. And you know, you had like San Francisco back in that time. And you know, there's all these little times. But then, and I think about it, and it's like, I almost feel like Hawaii right now is in a space like that. You know, you got like Mike Love, Paulo Fuga, like. Taimani, like there's just just something kind of happening right now that's over here that I think that like it has the ability to pivot into something like that, right? A renaissance of music in yeah. Hawaii, yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. And it's and they're getting out of the traditional Hawaiian, Hawaiian, exactly. You know, and that's what I think we need to get out of. It's because, rained for so long, dude. Uh, it's been know, so long. You know, I lo- I. I <laughs> I love all the Giants, but you know what? We seriously need a solid music coming out. Our style for of sure music coming out. It's you know we did the Giant thing, and then it and then it even it went into like pop reggae, and then it went into like and little bars. It, even there's like some really great roots reggae bands that came right. out of here. Ukulele Mock. Like there's been some really killer stuff right. that happened because of that. But definitely, I feel like now it's time to open it up. Like the kids are really influenced by so many things right. local kids like right. we gotta give them we had pepper you know pepper Pe- pepper was something that came out during the sublime era yeah and you like know you said bruno and um that that kind of shifted things going and i was like yeah okay more bands are gonna start mm-hmm. popping up and coming out of here and but then that kind of fades down exactly yeah you know it fades down a lot for a long time yeah and then it's totally different that pops up. You know, me and John Cruz were talking about it. We had a long conversation about how the radio stations had a lot to do with that. And, like, how, you know, John John's a soul R&B slash songwriter, rock and roller in a way, you know. Mm-hmm. He's got all these great songs, you know, and he, he's had huge hits on the radio. But even he's having a hard time putting his songs on the radio. Right. They won't even let him do it, you know. It's right. tough, dude. Yeah. It's tough to get real music out there right now yeah you know? and they want to just stick with his old stuff yeah the formula yeah you know yeah it's a little frustrating but i feel like you know what, what happens it's like it's what the consumer wants whatever and i i honestly feel like it's shifting to the point where the consumer actually wants real shit now right it's turning into that because of social media everybody's talking well you see that with the consumer going to pandora you know right. leaving the radio stations. they're leaving exactly they're gonna you know? have to do something yeah yeah, and switching over to podcasts, switching mm-hmm. over to you know right. digital sound and whatever. Listening to freaking Doe's nose, man. Listening to Doe's nose. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, we we're talking about uh, you know losing some of these great guys in in the rock and roll era that we've had that we've lived in, especially some of these grunge guys. You know, there's a lot of that Pacific Northwest darkness that comes mm-hmm. along with yeah, it. Man. You know, and um, and it seems like uh, the way to end it is freaking suicide. I know, right? You know, and it's that's one of the toughest to be able to be at a point where you are so low that you have to take your own life 
it's pretty gnarly. Have you ever been in, you know, traveling, just been in dark spots like that, you know? Um, well, yeah, I've definitely been in some low places in my life. Um, sometimes it's with usually chicks. coupled with drugs and alcohol, right? Exactly. You know? uh, but, but that's not always the case because also sometimes immediately following drugs and alcohol uh, of a phase, and me trying to get out of that is something. To, it actually, some of the lowest points, right? You know, trying to shift my behavior and and finding a place where. I, really hard to believe in myself right you know what i mean i think right. that's really seems to be what a lot of it stems from is is love for yourself man you know it's hard to find that love for yourself sometimes and it's like it can really take a toll on somebody you know what am i doing here what is what yeah. the hell you know what well, stuff probably too when you're on the road and you think you have all of these great friends that they really don't know you you're really out there all by yourself it's all surface time it's all surface time you know and they want to get what they can from you or whatever, but they don't know you. They don't know what's going on deep inside of you. And, and unfortunately, because of the dynamic of most relationships at home, the home stuff is reserved for real serious and shitty conversations about what you're doing wrong. And right. it's hard to, you know, so then you, you have these surface time with these people out there who don't really know you. And it's all great seeming. And then you go home and it's like an argument, you know, right. with your loved one. And, and so... I think the... Why didn't you pick up your fucking shoes? You know Why'd what? Why'd you I'm, come home so late? Exactly. I'm in the middle of that right now, man, <laughs> with, with my my beautiful love. I love yeah. her so much, you know? Yeah. Me and Jacqueline, you know, we, we're we we're taking a proactive approach on it, though, you know? We're really trying to, like, stay up on therapy, stay up on, like, communication skills. Yeah. You have to do that at this point. Oh, yeah. I've and learned, trust has got to be freaking huge. I used to be like, oh, no, whatever. I know what's right and wrong. And, you know, right. like... I know I'm not wrong here, but, you know, but it's like you learn after being with somebody for a long time. You have to really, you know, cool that little pride fire out and realize yeah. that there's two people going on here and there's two thoughts, you know. Yeah. yeah. Because it's important, like we said, because if you feel alone, then one of two things is happening. Either, like you said, you're having a lot of too much surface time with people that don't really know you. You're not feeling actual connection. Mm hmm. And then, or at your home life, the people you know and love for a long time, you're not feeling connection there because you're either feeling, you know, shamed or wronged, or you're not doing right. You're not doing right by them, right? You know? Right. So connection is always the key, right? It's the key, man. You got to work through it. I'm working through it right now. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I just had a fight with my chick on the right before I left and came here. I was like, thanks for doing that, man. When I got to go do a podcast, you know, <laughs> it's like really you can't time things a little better. No. Hey, dude! And I, I had an argument I even, right before the show last night. Yeah, I haven't even finished my freaking first <laughs> cup of coffee. <laughs> I was like, you know what? Fuck this! I'm at the door, you know. And then, of course, I have to calm down and think about things. Okay. Mm -hmm. yeah, it was first thing in the morning, you know. Yeah, Hadn't even had my coffee yet. Just okay. You're right. I'm wrong. And uh, let it go. Yeah. Because uh, you know, especially you don't want to leave the house ever. I, I hate leaving the house and being in an argument. I know. Right. It's the freaking worst. Or leaving, you know, going on an airplane. Oh, yeah. In an argument like, like I did yesterday. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the worst, you know. It is. Yeah. It is because you don't know what's going to happen next. Exactly. You know, and, and it's usually when you leave during an argument, um, you do stupid shit. Exactly. You know, stupid shit freaking happens. That's that 
fight or flight, man. You know, you, your heart starts going and your your creative brain, brain shuts down, and all of a sudden you're like thinking really bad ideas or really good ideas. You, know? <laughs> <laughs> you wake up out of it, you're like, shit, what did I do? No. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Well, thinking about, talking about things you want to do. What do you want to do? What are what are the things that you're looking forward to doing? You got stuff coming up. Um, what are your goals, man? So, do you have any record deals? No record deals yet. I, that would be great. Brushfire Records, Jack Johnson. You know, that would be amazing. Festival. You know, Come on, help I've obviously out. been thinking about that for twenty years or or right. you know, something like that. But like, because you're, I've you're gotten here in Hawaii. Where, where you're like, fucking huge. I've gotten to the point, though, dude, where it's like I've had in so many times where it's been like, oh, you know, this is about to happen for you, right? Right. You know this is going to happen for you, here right? Here it comes. And yeah, here it comes, here it comes. So now, well, not now, but over the years I've learned that it's not even really what I, what I, what I really love. Why I'm in doing this mm-hmm. is literally just for, for, for my experience that I have on stage. Right. And like... Because I had to, this is how I learned this, is because, I, like I said, I was playing these gigs four hours, you know. I found myself, like, zoning out, playing a song, and looking at a TV screen in a bar, like, huh. you know what I mean? Not even, like, a million miles away from the song I was playing, playing the same songs in the same order for so many times. So I found this really, that was one of the dark places, too, mm-hmm. like, almost going to quit, you know? Like, what am I... That's you get to this place where you're like, man, this doesn't feel good anymore. I'm dreading going to my gig. Right. So I had to discover, and that's why this whole pedal rig and everything happened. I started to experiment with like playing with a kick drum. All of a sudden, I brought a kick drum in. All of a sudden, I was having a fucking blast again. Yeah. Playing the same songs, but now I had a kick drum, and it just like I was like a kid again. Right. You know what I mean? I was like, this is four hours went by, and I was I wanted to play more. Right. You know? So then I added a tambourine, and I. And I and the, the rig just kept growing and growing, and I to this day I'm still having fun when I'm on there, and that's what it's about for me now. Yeah, I can see that. It's just about me making sure I don't ever leave my house going. I really don't want to go to this gig, you know. Right. Keeping music in this place of what I love to do rather than work, right. and in order to do that, I have to continually morph. And yeah. change. I get comfortable in a spot. I have to change and try push my boundaries again. You know, yeah. stand up, play electric. Now it's been a while. Try that yeah. again. You know, stuff like that. You know, uh, go on a little Big Island tour with Leon. <laughs> oh my God, do you guys have other? Because you guys, you guys are playing tonight in Pohoa. You guys are playing yeah. tomorrow night at Hilo Town Tavern. Yeah, man. And you know, it's what like about the rest of the island chain. So. M- um, there was talk about getting to Charlie's with Leon. I've been ch- playing at Charlie's in Maui every yeah, few months. I go up there, insane. which is, you know, legendary place. Yeah. Always good energy in there, you know. Yeah. Uh, recently, will be there. <laughs> recently played the Mac, which was awesome. Oh, wow. And so that was my first, like, theater, quote-unquote, theater show. Right. So now it's like, now that this tour with Leon's happened, it's like, now the, the door's open to kind of just, like, be like, hey, this is an option for you guys yeah. if you want this. You know yeah. what I mean? And I love it. Love playing with Leon. It's like, for me, it's a match made in heaven. I'm a huge Ben Harper fan. Yeah, <laughs> anyway, yeah, and right. it's like, I get to play with Leon, who I'm a huge Leon fan. Ever since, what, 90s, Burn One Down came out, I was like, Leon is oh. Leon is a special, special motherfucker. That's right. He has played for presidents, for kings, 
um, all over the world. Uh, Nelson Mandela. Um, let's see. Uh, he played with Michael Jackson. Yeah, dude. He, dude, he's played with everybody. He's done nice. TV shows when he was a kid. Dude, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what was that show called? He was a, I can't remember. Zoom or something? Zoom, yeah. Zoom, yeah. He was a Zoom kid. <laughs> Little Leon. Oh, my God. And he's always smiling. Always smiling, man. You know? And it's like... Sharing the love. Love. I love it, man. He doesn't He doesn't do drama. It's great. He never does drama. Mm-hmm. He's like, no, I'm out of here with a big smile. <laughs> His face has got to hurt. I know, right? You know? Because <laughs> it's fucking always, you know? <laughs> oh, man. Oh. You know, it's great. I love that fucker so much. He's around here somewhere, you know? He's I know. I thought he was going to jump in right. with us. You never know. He might. That guy walking by right there, he's one of the best sound guys here on the island. And, uh, yeah, so. I'll introduce you. Right on. He does a lot of stuff all over the state, but uh, really, really good. So if you ever need a good sound guy, um, we also have uh, Remy Merchant, or yeah, Remy Merchant over here, who was the sound guy for Pepper. Oh, nice! But yeah. he lives here. Does he still work with them? Uh, he still works with them, but he pretty much does stuff just here now. Um, he'll fly off to other islands and do stuff, but. You know, he'll be like, hey, Elton John's playing up for a private gig up here, doing the sound for that. Awesome. Or yeah, Eddie Vedder. That's what he loves. He doesn't have to leave Bruno the big Mars. island. Oh, yeah. You just come to him and call him. <laughs> it's crazy how many corporate events come up here to these resorts. And, um, yeah, they bring in these massive stars, pay him like a million, five million dollars, fly him straight in. Some of the guys don't even stay at the hotel. They fly right back Whoa. to the mainland. It's just in and out. In and out, dude. That's awesome. Yeah. Make a big old paycheck. Must be nice. <laughs> you know, you got 300 freaking people there for a conference. Man, I, you know, and I played some of those corporate parties that are a little strange sometimes. It's they're like, super strange. You know what I mean? They're yeah. like, they, they have you there and they're paying you a lot. Yeah. They're not really paying attention to you. <laughs> they're not paying attention <laughs> at all. I just did one with Citizen Cope. And uh, there must have been a uh, hundred people there, and they didn't even. They're like, and Cope's up there, full band. He's it's just Citizen playing. Cope, yeah. And I was just like, okay, wow, wow, okay, this is kind of weird, you know. But um, if you you get the locals, they'll sneak in, you know. Yeah, and they're enjoying and it. They're man. like, oh my god, Eddie Vedder's playing, chat, you know, and they liven up the place, so. But um, you haven't played Kakua Fest or anything? Do you know Jack? I never did. I just met Jack, you know, unbelievably. I just met Jack for the first time at the last Hoku Awards. I played a live little couple minutes uh, on stage, and then I was loading out, and he came up to me. He's like, dude, that was crazy. You know, I had my whole Pell rig and right. everything, and he was he came up to me, and I was like, fuck, it's Jack. Holy shit. You know, I took a picture with him, and that was it. Right. Yeah, so I don't really know Jack, man, but we we met. He knows of me now, and that's cool, and always huge fan of Jack. Um, Paula's been, yeah. you know, touring around with him for a while. He knows my really good friend, Mike Love. Yeah. Um, so all those guys know each other, yeah. Ron Artiste, he's another... Ron. Another uh, Hawaiian guy that is just blowing up with such beautiful sound and style. He's a force to be reckoned with, man. Oh I'm so proud gosh. of that kid. He's like 
he's really blooming out and especially now he's like adding his keyboard playing into his set yeah and it's like it's like watching hendrix and then sitting down turning into ray charles oh yeah it's like unbelievable dude oh yeah you know what i mean and it's the whole family and the whole family's involved so talented man yeah their dad left such a legacy and they're so it's such a beautiful thing watching them carry that right and like and they they all have such a so much love for their so dad. much love they're they're well they're such a good strong christian family exactly you know and um but you never know you know listening to the music it's just like well this yeah. isn't your typical no, it's christian, not christian music, music. Yeah, yeah but it's you know it has that root for them you know values wise right you know right yeah man and um he's been on tour all year with g love yep all over the u.s Oh man, I just saw a video of that Hurley just signed him. They're sponsoring him. Who did Hurley? Hurley. Oh me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're bringing him to all their events, and yeah, what happens, man? Yeah, they're actually playing uh, tonight uh, at the oh, Republic. Yep. Oh no, it was last night. I think it's tonight. Was it tonight? Oh they're, yeah, they're doing that um, Surf Award, the Surf Awards, yeah. the Wave of the Winter Awards, yeah. and uh, they're playing. Oh man! Yeah, I wish I could have gone, gone to that, but you know, we're waiting for Southwest to start pumping in flights over there. They're flying now. Oh, I heard about that from the mainland here. It already started. It already started. So um, they said May twelfth, Kona is going to get direct flights, inner island flights, cheaper, way cheaper. <laughs> yeah, they're saying twenty nine to forty nine dollars. Watch out, That's Hawaiian. Fuck. <laughs> I love Hawaiian, but it's only because you're the only one that has stayed. <laughs> you know? Other than, otherwise, I loved Aloha. You remember Aloha? Oh, yeah. I loved Aloha. That was my favorite airline. That was remember, the first one I flew on when I was a kid. You remember the coupon like books? You could just go get the coupon books? Oh, yeah, yeah. How old my are you? I had those. I'm uh, 39 now. Oh, nice. So I was around, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah you I were mean, there. Um, but yeah, coupon books. You can go to a grocery store and buy them. Yep. And uh, just show up. Times, I think, had that shit too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, man. Foodland, Times, Foodland, KTA. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Those were the days, man. And uh, then they went out of business. Hawaiian is just monopolized. <laughs> they pushed Go out. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Mokalele got big for a little bit. Then they yeah. got back to small yeah you know um from what i hear they're going big again they used to sponsor this podcast actually it was richie richie from grab the reef he was just telling me how cool it was going on mokulele because it was like no lines no nothing you don't have to go tsa no nothing yeah yeah that's definitely a good thing um like i said they used to sponsor this podcast um I don't know. Maybe I'm going to get sponsored by Southwest now. So oh. go Southwest. <laughs> uh, yeah. But, um, no, it is nice, especially having some competition out there. You know, the flights, inner island flights were getting so expensive, it's cheaper to buy a ticket to go to the mainland. Wow. Yeah. Just trying to fly from Kona to Oahu, a round-trip ticket. Yeah, or 300 bucks. Oh, jeez. You know, and then trying to fly to Kauai was, it's out of control. Oh, man. So, 
I mean, there's a lot of people that want the ferry. I don't really know what the ins and outs about that are. I wanted that ferry. You wanted it, yeah? Yeah. My, yeah, my girl wanted it, too. And I was like, you know, it, in, in theory, it sounds amazing to me that I could, like, load my car up with gear and then right. just go and jam on the, like, road, you know, road trip. Yeah. The other islands. Yeah. Sounds amazing to me, but I don't know. Because I was thinking, well, shoot, I'm going to throw all my bow and everything. I'm going to go to Maui. Oh, yeah, go, go hunting. Go hunting, go to Molokai, do the same thing, camp out on the beach, jump back on the ferry, be right back. Could be really cool. Yeah. I don't know. They do that in the Philippines. They had the same uh, type of super ferry out there. Man, it was pretty easy. I could bounce around from island to island, and uh, it was super easy. But they don't got swells like we got either. <laughs> you imagine that super fairy going when Jaws is going off? <laughs> You'd be dying. <laughs> now, um, I always ask people, you know, that are my guests that are on the show, uh, if they've ever experienced anything supernatural, UFOs, anything out of the norm. You know, we live in a spot here. Where the man is strong, bruh. For sure. There's a lot of stuff that's going on. Yeah, man. Um, have you ever experienced anything like that? My life has been a little bit mellow in that sense. My mom's got a lot of that stuff going on. I did experience like a crazy thing in the sky with my girl like a little while back. A little while back. Well, I wasn't the only one, too. We got footage of it and everything, really? you know? And everybody was like, oh, it's this thing. They had a reason for it. But, dude telling you right now that shit was not what they're saying it was right. dude it was like interstellar weird shit man coming out of the sky like just like what did it look like it looked like a group of some sort of like spacecrafts like shooting across the sky like you, know? you could see was it, it like lights it wasn't or falling it wasn't the... falling it had trajectory you know what right. i mean and it was shooting across the sky yeah and it had a trail right beyond, but they know? were like black they were like, like no what are you looking like at light it was okay, light so you're looking at light with a trail of lights a big, yeah trail okay. of lights and just like it, and it was long you know and so you know maybe it had an explanation to it but you know for me it was like i never seen anything like that before you know and it was just one direction one it direction change? crossed the could entire been, sky didn't get any been, lower at all it just went all the way across you know it have been like uh, a satellite breaking that's up. what they're saying something like that space debris right you know yeah but i've never seen that so i couldn't i don't know right or not maybe it was that right i don't know but you know and then i've, I've experienced some other stuff too but under influence, so <laughs> I don't know. Hey, man, sometimes you that's know, the best. You know? Have you ever done stuff like ayahuasca or mushrooms? Any kind of I've psychedelics? Done, exactly. I've done some mushrooms and you know acid I've done some psychedelics. I've done some acid and stuff like that. But uh, you know, because um, that they say you know that is what you know. I listen to Joe Rogan's podcast all the yeah. time. Those guys are tripping balls. Yeah, they all get all the crazy. time, and they say that's when you know your mind's really opening up. Yeah. To the right. To, it could be other dimensions. The senses are opening up. You have another yeah. sense opening up. Exactly. So you can see more Your than third eye. Exactly. You can see more. So that's there, but you can see it. Yeah. Like what kind of things have you seen? Like me and my buddy Ryan, we we had seen uh, standing out. We, we we spent the night out uh, at Spinning Caves, uh-huh. uh, Portlock area, and we saw this one light that was vibrating, and then another light came and replaced it, and that one left. Oh wow! And then it stayed, and it vibrated, 
and then another one later came and replaced it and then it left so it was like shifts they were yeah. taking shifts in this spot you know and and coming and in and we both saw it. it and we both saw it. That's, that's the thing is that's it was shared thing. we both saw <laughs> both witnessed that you know? yeah because i was listening to one of joe's podcasts the other day and um and they were talking about during ayahuasca ceremonies when the whole group all of a sudden sees aliens right come in and it's not just one person the group of 11 people are all seeing the exact same thing witnessing the exact you what's up with that i mean it's it's a big deal i mean the, the ayahuasca they were the people said that's how they had learned like how to cook certain foods and make certain medicines they learned it from being on ayahuasca and then the beings telling them how to do it mm-hmm. so it's like yeah, because it's a whole process to create that Iowa. How do you fucking come up with that shit? You know, and, and hey, then, I'm just going to take this plant. I'm going to drip it for a little bit, double exactly. boil, freaking, yeah. It reminds me of this thing I was reading out of this Native American book the other day of, like, pebble soup. This this girl, this Native American girl, um, they got, like, separated from their tribe, her and her grandmother, something like that. And they were out in the woods. They were starving. They were going to die. And she ended up taking... Um, or having a dream that night and some being came to her led her to the the lake and showed her the pebbles to pick out of the lake showed her what plants to pick to put in there and boil these rocks wow together and she woke up and did it and they survived for a month on this soup <laughs> or, or whatever and then then they finally made it back to their tribe safely wow so it's like, you know what I mean? Like the, you get this information from whatever you want to call it, the other side. Right. But it's accurate information. It's not like sure. fucking just coming out of nowhere. And, you know, I don't know. Maybe that ha- probably happens too. People yeah. <laughs> you wake up, try to make a concoction and kill themselves. <laughs> right. <laughs> and seriously, some of that stuff is so poisonous. No, I know. Right. You know, if you don't do it exactly the right way and the right process, you'll die. You know, that's what I'm saying. So it's like, you know, these guys on ayahuasca learning how to make like really meticulous medicines, learning how to take care of their tribe, like how how to how to live Mm -hmm. from being on this stuff. I mean, there's something to be said there, you know. Yeah. I love all this stuff, man. Uh, Clearly, you got it as a whole thing. (laughs) (laughs) I just like to hear what other people think, you know, and see if they've experienced like. I've had some gnarly ass crazy ghost stories, you know, yeah. where um, being in Kauai and freaking brothers just come up from the side of the bed, and boom, they're right in my face, you know, to all, you name it, all different kinds of stuff. Yeah, I mean, I've had the, now that you say that, I have had a bunch of experiences of me waking up and not being able to move. Yeah, right. I don't know if you've had that one. Where they feel like they're sitting on your chest. Yeah, I'm just like, it was weird, actually. It was like, I, I can see where I am. I'm I'm sleeping, but I'm not. Right. And then uh, I try to move, and I can't. Uh, but one thing I noticed was I started to experiment, because it has happened to me so frequently at one point. Wow. That I started to experiment, and what I noticed in that moment was there was a buzzing sound. And it wasn't just a sound, but it was almost like I was getting electrocuted. It is soft, a very softly getting electrocuted while I was in this paralyzed state. Right. And then I noticed that I could control that and intensify it. That buzz, really, and I started to go in and out with it, with my will, basically, yeah, going yeah. like, "Oh, I can control this." And I went so intense with it, my entire vision started to shake and blur, and it was just like it, 
created this just this huge buildup, and then I softened it back out. I was it was this strange thing I discovered in that state. So for anybody that experiences that, yeah, yeah. try to find that buzz, man, and see if you can bring it in and out. Well, it's the fact that you were able to just contr- find yourself in it and control it. Realize it was happening. Yeah. Right, because yeah. usually it's like right in between that state of being awake and being asleep, and you're just, you don't know what's going I've been there many a times, yeah. and I haven't been able to move or just like, okay, what the hell's going on here, you know? You they try. say it's kind of like maybe like you're almost going to astral travel at that point yeah you know that's like the gateway into pulling you out of your body and being able to float around yeah that's nuts yeah people do it man well, i think jesse smollett needs to do that right now <laughs> <laughs> he needs to astral travel somewhere do you hear that crap have you been following the news no nah, i mean not really he, I, I'm, I suck at that stuff yeah he's a star <laughs> from that tv show empire and uh he created his own hate crime in Chicago and uh, hired some, some brothers to come up and beat him up. And then he called the police and he had like a noose. Still had the noose on his around his neck when the police came. Um, they threw bleach on him, tried to uh, say he was wearing, the guys were wearing MAGA hats, you know, Make America Great Again hats. And uh, the police found out that he, it was all a hoax. So, yeah, he was just hoaxing it. He was trying to. Yeah, but then the judge just let him off with 20 hours of uh, community service. Everybody's just furious right now. Wow, man. There's some weird shit going on. What was his point? On. What is he trying to do? Know. He wanted a raise. <laughs> he wasn't getting paid enough. He wasn't getting paid enough in the show Empire. All these other guys were making like so much money, and he's like a main star, and he wasn't making it. And so he thought by doing something like that, he could get a pay raise. He would get more. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> People do the damnedest shit for money, huh? I'm telling you. It's a weird shit. What do you like to do when you're not playing? Besides being with your kids? Yeah. You like that's fish? You like you to know, surf? Um, dive? Yeah, I do. I like to get out in the water a lot. Um, I like to play pool. Yeah? I'm, I'm, I really enjoy playing pool. Um, I've been, I suck at drawing, uh, and it's a, it's a, another thing I've been doing is a lot of men's work and stuff. I go to like men's circles and stuff. Right. Um, I like to get in touch with my feelings and shit like that, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, but through that stuff, I kind of like discovered a, like, you know, it's actually funny you ask because it's like, I realized at a certain point that I didn't have any hobbies, man. Right. I was like, you know, me and my girl were on the rocks at one point and I had to like kind of entertain myself without drinking and you know right because recently i was sitting around and just watching tv yeah because now i don't really drink i don't i don't drink or do really anything like you know that's too mind altering anymore you know i like to say pretty clear and so like when we we're on the rocks i did drink and then i and i you know i regretted it and then so i realized immediately i needed to find something to do with myself right that could you know ease that feeling of you know the breakup or whatever and, and i heard um, you say you just quit smoking too and then i just quit smoking recently yeah so i'm in this right now that you know that you're asking me this question i'm in this sort of place of like discovering what to do with myself right on my off time because it's so important it's important and i only realized it recently that i didn't 
I, I made music my life, and I didn't really, uh, I don't really, I didn't really have anything that I can pass the time with that really fills me up right. with joy or whatever. You know? Yeah. So yeah, I've been getting in the water, trying to trying to figure that out, see see what I want to do. Uh, started drawing. I suck at drawing, but I like, suck so bad. I, I, and I've always told myself I suck. So it's like never really giving myself the opportunity to learn it. Right. You know, so I'm like, shit, I'm going to try that now. So two, I, two days ago, my girlfriend made me, she has a full, you know, easel, everything. She's like, why don't you get there and paint something for me? You know, I want to see what you can do. I'm like, I haven't done this since I was you in know. art class in high school. Kid. And I suck then. There's no way I'm going to do it now. And uh, I always draw the one same wave on a paper, and yeah, I'm good at that, yeah, you know, nice. and the same coconut trees. Right. And so she's just like, well, just just paint something out right here. Of course, I did it completely backwards. I should have did the backdrop <laughs> and then worked my way out. But I did the front and worked my way back. And I was like, ah, oh, shit. I did find out I'm really, really good at palm trees. Dude. Like really good at palm trees. Go. But that's it. But you see, this, is, this brings up a good point that I always tell people that are like, whether it's like – you know, in the past, I've had students and music and or people that are like, dude, you know, they ask me about how I play, how I play or whatever. I'm always like telling them, you know, because to me, like talent or whatever is sort of a little bit of a myth. You know what I mean? Like everybody has their own expression and there's no such thing as good and bad anyway. Right. And so with music, I always preach that. You know what I mean? There's no such thing as you suck at music. No, you don't. You're a human being. You can do it. Right. You know what I mean? But then when it came to art, I had that same mentality. Mm-hmm. I had that same closed off mentality. We're like, no, I'm just not good at that. Right. You know, and it was sort of like an excuse. It's like you're just ex- excusing yourself from learning the basics, the, the basic techniques, and then seeing what your mind can come up with. Right. It'll be different than anybody else's. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. I'm in the process of, I mean, I'm actually enjoying it. I'm, I got my little sketchbook at home. I'm busting out these weird little drawings. You know, my kids are like. What are you drawing? What is that? Like Dad? people or scenery or yeah, like or just funky space shit? I've been what I've been doing, focusing on is like watching YouTube videos on like basic like techniques of like shading, blah blah blah, and right. then I'll just take an object and try to draw it what's in front of me, right? Or then I'll try to draw something out of my head, like picture something, and then right. just draw it, see how close I can get to it. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. Last year I uh, started. My girlfriend, she she's an artist. And she does wire wrapping of like semi precious stones and stuff. Oh, awesome, yeah. And it's like super badass. I'll show you a picture here. And um, she, uh, I'm watching her spend all this money on freaking stones, right? And like, look at this thing right here. That's her skills right there. Oh, yeah, man. That's really yeah, nice. she's so badass. She just got into a huge art gallery jewelry store here. Um, She's learning this all on her own? All all on her own. She's been doing it for like five years now. Wow. And just killing it. And um, so she does it in gold and silver. And she does those, uh, like that one, like a tree of life and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, right on. And so I'm watching her spend all this money on stones. And I was like, you know what? I bet you I could freaking make those stones. So I started. I bought all these tools um, for grinding and polishing and cutting, and I started buying these giant slabs of rock and just slicing them up, cutting them, grinding them, and uh, so yeah, really? found something cool on that. That's and then I can just put my headphones on, 
listen to podcasts or music or whatever. No, yep. And then I just sit there and I work for a few hours and I bust out a whole bunch of stones. It's really, it, you know, it's really cool because it brings me down. It gets me out of my whole day, whatever's been going on. I could exactly. have had a gnarly fucking day. And as soon as I start doing that, my focus is on that. It's meditative. Meditative. Yeah. Trying to create something that is so perfect and flawless. Mm-hmm. You can't think of anything else. Right. You exactly. Know? And then time passes. You don't even know it. Yeah. Like, All of a sudden, it's four or five hours later. Yeah. You know, and you're like, damn, I'm thirsty. Yeah. You know, exactly. I got to pee. I got to pee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly right. But it's pretty cool, man. Cool, man. Everybody needs something like that, man. It's act- that's my point. I'm in search of something like that right now. Yeah. Like I said, I- I'm trying drawing out right now. You know, I love playing pool. That's something a little bit meditative for me, but it's also sport. So right, right. <laughs> you can't, yeah, exactly. You know, I-, I find it with hunting, like uh, bow hunting. You know, it's I'm out there all by myself. I bet. Yeah. And you're walking around the mountains. You're out there in the wilderness and nature, and you get to hear all the sounds of everything, and it's so freaking quiet out there every footstep that you make is noisy it's it's not supposed to be happening in that (laughs) zone so you try to find out how you're going to be really really quiet so that you can blend into that zone then find those animals and then work do all that work to try and get on them and and do it with a bow with a bow man yeah that's it's tough that's awesome man yeah so you got to try it. I'll take you out. I'd love to go, man. Yeah. I got to practice. I've got bows. Both action. But <laughs> no, I'll teach you. That'd Dude, I'll great. totally teach you. I would love to go, man. Yeah. I'd be honored. We'll start with like some pigs or sheep or something like that. Feed the family. Dude, love yes. me. Yeah, and I've been getting in with my health. You know, I've been getting into the whole like, you know, paleo keto kind of trip that's what i've been right. eating lately no carbs and sugars and all grass-fed shit like that right i'd love to get it to a point where all only meat i ate was something i hunted yes you know what i mean yeah. no hormones no antibiotics yeah. fully grass-fed Just completely check out of that whole system of like shitty farms you know yeah. the way that they do it and just kind of not play that game yeah so that Fuck, hopefully they change it someday, you know? Yeah, well, you know, there's there's some good farms around here. You know, you can't do everything on your own, but you're also helping the local economy. Well, that's so what I was going to say. The, find the good farms where you can get your veggies. Here, you know, your Big eggs. Island, yeah. you guys got some great grass-fed farms here. Great. You know, I was like telling Jack, I was like, baby, like, we should move to the Big Island and just that we could buy whole cows. You oh, know? yeah, and it's way cheaper. It's way cheaper. Less Save stress. Money. Don't have to worry about it. It's healthy. Start know. playing it every Thursday here. Henry Capone plays here every other Thursday or one Thursday a month. As you see, that, that's all it would take is having like a staple place to yeah. go play and then just use this as my hub and then go tour around. Oh, my God. That'd be cool. It'd be so much fun because you're already, you're already dialed in over there. <laughs> so now it's just building it up in yeah. all these different places. Yeah. You know? I've always been going good. I've always been going real good. Yeah. Um, and that's a like you were saying earlier, that's like such a cool rock and roll town, man. Yeah. It was like, like you said, reggae music's been pretty prevalent in Hawaii for a long time. But I feel like rock and roll got preserved in Maui oh, yeah. somehow. Oh, yeah. Know? Like the rock stars made sure that that shit stayed yeah. awesome over there. Well, have you ever been to Fleetwoods over in yeah, Lahaina? I got to go. Dude, that place is insane. You know? Real shows happening there, like on the Wait, regular. Fleet, 
Mick Fleetwood <laughs> plays like every night. You know, it's crazy. You got like Dave Mason coming in. Oh, yeah. Like Steven Tyler, Billy Gibson stopped by. It's like, yep. what is happening? Right oh, now? Yeah. They're all like, yeah, what's up, guys? And then everybody just blends in, you know, and it's super cool. It's yeah. so much fun. I got to go to Shep Gordon's house one time for the Willie K Blues Fest. Like, oh, really? Like wrap up party kind of thing. Uh-huh. And that was awesome meeting Shep and just seeing the legendary spot that <laughs> so much crazy <laughs> shit went down amazing. in. Amazing. You know? I would love to do a podcast with him. The oh, stories that amazing. guy has. Oh my gosh. Oh. That would be so cool. You should, man. I know. Yeah. I, I know everybody that knows him. Yeah. I just don't personally know him. But I'm sure at some point. That's going to connect, go. and then it's, he'd be like, hell yeah, I got nothing else to do. Miola's right there. Those guys know him. Right. You know? Yeah, and Gretchen Rhodes. And, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, every, everybody Gretchen, knows yeah. him. So, but, um, you know, we're going to wrap things up here, but because no you have a show tonight, you got to drive all the way to the other side of the island. I do. And, uh, and you're over by the volcano in Pohoa. That's where the lava flow Everybody's is going on. You're going over the dark side. I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> calling it it's, like Mordor and stuff. It's pretty dark over there, dude. <laughs> I was over there, you know, to do a benefit recently, and just blew my mind the nighttime glowing sky because yeah. the lava flow was happening. So yep. it was like 12 at night, but the sky was lit up like a sunset. You know? Oh, it's crazy. So crazy. It's so crazy. Um, we're gonna do a song here, though. Uh, well, before we do that. Um, we're going to stop this podcast so that you can reset up the mics, put the headphone on, and then, uh, you know, get it all dialed in so everybody can hear perfection coming out of you. Um, but where can everybody find you? Man, just go to my website, Tavana, T-A-V-A-N-A, 808.com. Yeah. And on social media? And social media is uh, Tavana Official on Instagram, you know, yeah. uh, just Tavana alone on, uh, on on Facebook. Yeah. I'm on all the stuff you can find. And you're me. down to do any festival? Oh, yes. Uh, private yes, gigs, corporate gigs? I'm, I'm stage ready, people. <laughs> ready to go. Jack, I hope you're listening to this. Because <laughs> seriously, he needs to uh, get freaking teamed up with you and Brushfire Records and kakua fest and and then eddie vetter yeah yeah Yeah. come on it's a (laughs) no-brainer it's a (laughs) no-brainer all right so what are you gonna play for us uh i figure i got my little ukulele here i'm gonna bust out this kind of newer jam i wrote the other day at the beach um i don't really have a name i think i'm calling it alive right now so okay cool probably will change the name will change but ladies and gentlemen uh tavana thanks for being on the show thanks for having me and uh super excited to hear the song ladies and gentlemen tavana Hey. 
Tavana for being on the show and thanks everyone for tuning in and big shout out to all my sponsors like Maverick Sport Fishing um, where if you've ever thought about catching that thousand pound marlin or some Mai Mai or, or Ono or big ahis you gotta call these guys Captain Trevor Child at 808-896-7985 or find him at mavericksportfishingkona.com tell him you heard it on Doze Nose and he'll make sure you get hooked up this boat's badass it's air conditioned it's got bedrooms and bathrooms and kitchen and living room and uh, all different kinds of good stuff on there man these guys are rad they're gonna get you guys hooked up on the fish of your life so go check them out at maverick sport fishing um gopro has been transforming the way people visually capture and share their lives what began as an idea to help athletes self-document themselves engaged in their sport GoPro has become a standard for how people capture themselves, engage in their interests, whatever they may be, from extreme to mainstream, professional to consumer. GoPro enables the world to capture and share its passion in the form of immersive and engaging content. Um, for more information, go check them out at GoPro.com backslash Doznos um, for all your discounts or find them on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, Pinterest, Instagram, into Instagram, Instagram, or LinkedIn, and uh, you guys go check them out seriously because they have all kinds of deals right now. Like if you go uh, to GoPro.com backslash Dozos, you are going to get really killer deals on the Hero Sevens, the Hero Blacks, the Fusions, you name it. 
all their accessories, really good killer deals. So go check them out. Um, big congrats to Carissa Moore. She just won Jay Bay. Yeah, girl. She's been killing it. And you know what? She's been killing it with Hurley. And uh, Hurley is the shit. They have the best board shorts on the planet with that four-way stretch. It's just insane. So you guys got to go check them out at uh, Hurley.com. And you never know. I'm always having killer deals with them as well. Um, Kona Boys. Uh, you guys all know I'm a big fan of the ocean. Kona Boys is the place to be if you're ever here on the Big Island. Um, so go check them up. They've been serving gear for Island Life in Aloha since 1996. They're the one-stop shop for ocean fun. They operate a legit selection of local-style activities, including ho- ho- historical va'a rides, paddleboard tours and lessons, and they're the only company permitted to do kayak tours in Kalakekua Bay. So if you need rentals for boards, bikes, and other beach goodies, Kona Boys is your spot. They have two stores. One is in Kalakekua, and one is in um, down at the King Kamehameha Beach Hotel, right on the beach, their little shack out there. Uh, it's all pretty killer. You can also find them online. They're an official retailer of Patagonia Surf. Plus, they have their own line of super dope clothing and custom hats and um and, you know, sometimes we're sharing all kinds of their stuff as prizes on this podcast. So you got to listen up and you're going to love their stuff. So go check them out at KonaBoys.com. And uh, whether you go online or go into one of the stores, tell them you heard it on Doze Nose and you get 20% off or enter in promo code Doze Nose to get 20% off on all hats and accessories and activities and uh, they're the place to be, so go check them out. And last but not least is On It. On It is a health and fitness juggernaut dedicated to, to delivering total human optimization to its vast customer base of athletes, thinkers, fitness gurus, and entrepreneurs through a wide array of wide array of products and supplements. On it combines cutting edge science, earth grown nutrients, and time tested strategies to help people reach peak performance. Whether you're climbing a mountain or riding giant waves, building businesses or closing sales, um, chasing chicks at the gym, running marathons, doesn't matter. On it is a brand for you, and uh, you definitely want them in your pocket. Uh, as one of the fastest growing health and fitness companies in the world, on it refuses to bring anything but the best to the market, whether it's energy bars, protein shakes, or their create line of their flagship product, Alpha Brain, which is the shit. Um, on its diverse lineup of products and supplements are backed by science and research. Actually, two blind pl- placebo studies have been done, and uh, that stuff is is the best. Um, you can save up to 10% when you go to visit onit.com backslash doze nose. That's O N N I T.com backslash doze nose. Go check them out. See what you can find. They've got all kinds of free samples and you're going to love them. Uh, I love you guys. Thanks for tuning in. And until next week, uh, hooey ho.
Everybody knows those knows. Everybody knows those knows. 